Assalamu alaikum. Welcome to Parenting Hour. You're, we're joined into Unity FM 93.5 here in Birmingham, 105.1 down south in Luton and near London. Thank you for all tuning in this evening. Mashallah, we are looking forward to a lovely session with you this evening. Although this is pre-recorded, we're just pre-recording it right before it's going out live this evening to you. So we're practically live going out, inshallah. I hope Ramadan is going well for everybody. Mashallah, it's been a wonderful first few days of Ramadan. I know it may be a bit difficult as we've just got into a routine of lockdown and working from home and being with your children and now you're changing routines again. But it's a wonderful time to be together, to have that time together, to grow our relationships together and to make our homes a mosque like what is the hashtag going around at the moment. I've just come off of a live Facebook session and I was asking parents to send in their pictures. So listeners, if you're listening to this, can you send in your pictures also and your tips about Ramadan with your families so to encourage other families and, and what they can do to make life easier and better for them this Ramadan, inshallah. May Allah accept all your efforts and your deeds, inshallah, ameen. Now this evening we have a, a very interesting guest and there is a lot I could introduce to say about him in his introductions, mashallah. Um, he does a lot of things. I don't know where he got, it gets time to do all of these. Mashallah, uh, you are cardiologist, yes, voluntary imam and chaplain, a BIMA foundation and council member, and also on the ethical board, mashallah, as well as being a father, which is the most important thing for us and, and talking about this on Parenting Hour. We love dads being on board and we love talking to dads and, and getting them involved in these conversations. Of four boys, mashallah, I only have two, so I take up my hat to you to have four of them, mashallah, four children with two boys, so four boys there, you nearly have a football team. And you live in, live in Swansea, but currently working in Stockport, mashallah. Assalamu alaikum, brother. How are you, Dr. Amir? Assalamu alaikum. Alaikum assalam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Alhamdulillah. Jazakallah, sister. Wa alaikum salam. Welcome to Parenting Hour. Welcome to Unity FM. It's a privilege having you on the show this evening, mashallah. We have a lot of worried parents, worried families that are concerned about what's going on with the COVID challenges. And now we're in Ramadan and... Uh, I was trying to remind them on my Facebook Live about staying patient, taking one characteristic and kind of focusing on that this month of staying patient and being patient with their children and encouraging their children to fast and do a bit more this Ramadan and looking at how it was, it's a blessing rather than it's a chore at home, Ramadan, we're all cramped in together. Actually, what a wonderful blessing that we're not rushing around, that we're not having to drive off to the mosque, that we're not having to... to do loads of things that we actually can be there with our children and have that time together to build our family units. So what would you like to say to our listeners this evening that as they're going into Ramadan, how could they appreciate Ramadan more? Uh, shall I start first by saying Ramadan Mubarak to everybody? I, I oh. hope that this Ramadan will be a, a unique Ramadan, uh, different from any previous Ramadan. Um, um, and that is probably for the non-reason that we are now in a special quarantine position that although many of us think that it is um, uh, stressful and it is uh, difficult and we're not going to have our iftar and we're not going to join our families as usual, 
but I think I think there is a, a lot of um, care in it, inshallah, that uh, with with uh, difficulty comes ease. That with this, inshallah, there will be a lot of opportunities. Uh, there will be a lot of uh, challenges for us to rise up to the to this uh, degree of testing that Allah putting us in this Ramadan, with uh, with with us being separated from our family, uh, physical. And I hope we are not separated uh, mentally and spiritually. Um, so if you um, start by saying what this um, COVID challenge in this Ramadan for us, uh, we can divide this to many levels. So if we start talking about the personal level, um, as a human beings, we are uh, accustomed to be in uh, with others. Uh, so. Uh, if you're going to be alone and especially not leaving our houses most of the time, unless we are working in, in, in a key worker, then that alone, that itself can start causing loneliness to people. People will feel lonely um, and they will miss their friends, they will miss their mate, um, especially business mate if they are not working. Um, and that sometimes can progress if people cannot uh, recognize that it starts to affect them. Um, some people might end up with feeling anxious, anxiety, uh, agitated. Um, uh, that if it is not treated and if it is not uh, recognized and uh, sorted, it might even uh, pass to the level of uh, depression. Um, um, now, this is obviously uh, not easy uh, and, and it can happen to everybody. Uh, Nobody can be uh, uh, protected from it, um, especially with the, with the job problems. A lot of people are not able to, uh, to go to, the, to work and they uh, lose financially for that. And that have its consequences and start like a, a domino effect on, on, in their lives. Uh, um, Besides, obviously, the, the, the loneliness and, and uh, feeling uh, anxious. Uh, so this is some of the personal challenges that many of us uh, uh, may be uh, passing it in, in, in this Ramadan. Um, on the other level, community level. Um, as a community, we are accustomed to go for the mosque. Uh, in Ramadan, we break our iftars, if our iftar combined in congregation. Uh, we love the night of Ramadan with Taraweeh. Uh, we love the, the family life that comes with Ramadan, the food style of Ramadan, the sweets, the, the joy of the kids. Uh, all that going to be a challenge for us as a community. Uh, how we come to, how we going to adjust that? How we going to cope in our community with that? Uh, and that can can cause some of our uh, smaller communities, like for example, we got uh, lovely communities of Syrian refugees in the country. So these are can be more lonely than others, and and especially their, their opportunity of Ramadan or other refugees from other country, Muslim countries, they feel more at home because they come to the masjid, they share the meal, they share the the, 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 the community spirit there. So it is not going to be easy, but inshallah there will be solutions that we might, we will talk about it uh, on, on the second part. Now, uh, another level it comes to the challenges is the health um, challenges. As a doctor, as a cardiologist, uh, and a doctor working in the NHS now, um, we all feel that how much worry that people have on their health and on their loved ones, on their uh, elders, on their father and mothers, uh, on everybody that they, they might be, uh, they might get the virus and they might have health issues that uh, 
uh, cause trouble for them, especially so if they are on the vulnerable group, i.e. people who got certain diseases or have certain beyond certain age or, or have some special medical condition that require special attention. Um, so all that also put in, uh, a lot of stress on us as, as a health professional, how to deal with such uh, people, how to, to manage their life, how to advise them. And this is some of the challenges that uh, I can see that uh, COVID uh, bring us in this Ramadan. And especially so because Ramadan is against all that loneliness. Ramadan is about community, about combine, combining our meals, combining our salah, taraweeh, combining our uh, visit and, and forgiveness and uh, people forgive each other and, and families, if they have some tensions, they'll come together and try to amend the relationship. All of that comes with, with against our uh, Ramadan this time because we have to, to be to understand that for our own safety, for the safety of our community, for the safety of our elders, for the safety of our families, for the safety of the public, we need to stop all of that temporarily, inshallah, this is Ramadan only, and inshallah things will get better in a few weeks' time, few months' time, and things will get back to normal. So it's a challenge for us how we adjust our life from personal level to community level to health and government corporation level, how to manage that. Mm -hmm. So you mentioned a lot there, and I mean, the, there's three main categories there. If we look at them um, a little bit more deeper, I suppose, looking at that personal level, looking at that loneliness, and people that you and you mentioned about anxiety and people may feel alone now that they're at home with this how can they change this around or change this way of thinking and because sometimes we we think of the issues and the problems and so much of the problems and it's like that big iceberg there there's huge big lots of problems going on and they're taking over our life but how can we melt down that iceberg to to start changing things to positives to things that I can manage, things that I can actually do something about. Because some of the things, we, as you mentioned, we can't do anything about the, the regulations at the moment. We're locked in our houses, unfortunately, and uh, this is, we can't do, change anything about that. We can't change the weather. It's raining today. We've had beautiful weather. But we can change the way maybe we can think about these things. And so we don't, that anxiety doesn't increase into depression. What would you be, how would you advise people around this? Yeah, and, and uh, I think this is a good point that you, you started, which is some that as, as a human being, not only Muslims or, or believers, or, um, sometimes we think about the, the problem for most of the time and concentrate about it and sometimes even over-magnifying it or over-sizing it and, and uh, start to worry about it without thinking that, yes, it is a problem, it is happening, what can I do about it, whether on any level, personal, community, or otherwise? So I think the first point is that recognizing that life is, 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 is a test, is a trial for all of us. And that's how us, as a Muslim, we believe, as a believer in God, that the whole life is a, a, a test to how we can manage our life and then pass that test overall. So... Um, um, I, I thought that we're going to divide things at the end, or we can start talking about it from now. It's up to you. But if um, I, you think if 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 you're going into it as a test, um, and maybe you're you're now thinking about that, um, that's a, a a good analogy. Yes, life is a test, but how can we get people to think of performing in this test now? You know, what do we need to do in, in increasing our performance, especially in the month of Ramadan, if we're being tested, being tested at home, 
what preparations should we be doing around that? Yeah. So, uh, if you come on the personal level, uh, uh, there is everybody knows himself or herself. So, if you are a kind of person like what you call an introvert, or you 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 have few friends and you're not that talkative, you're not that uh, vocal, and uh, it's going to be a bit more harder than you than if you are on the extrovert, if you are uh, the, the one chatty, social, and, and and have many friends. So again, uh, look to the positive side of it. You probably recognize that you've got one or two or three mates. Um, try to be uh, to contact with them. Try to keep their phone numbers and, and, and uh, WhatsApp and, and communicate with them. Try to have, uh, if you've got any difficulty, uh, ring them and ask about them. Understand their time scale, if they're working, when they can be around, when you can chat with them, when you can uh, even go exercise with them because it's allowed to go exercising as long as you keep the safe distancing. So if you've got a friend that you like to chat or talk about it, uh, whether you are a man or a woman, then it's a good idea that we, both of you go to the park together, have some physical uh, exercise as well as chat uh, through this two meter distance that keeps safe distance between you. And in, especially in the last few, uh, for a few weeks, we have a lovely weather. Yes, maybe today and the next week maybe a bit uh, rainy. The weather is not that great, but it doesn't matter. You can you can chat in any weather. Uh, so this is a first step. That keep your close friend uh, uh, around and keep him or her updated about your mental state. So if you start to feel touchy, anxious, talk to somebody. Do not uh, keep it inside. Let go and let let the vent your emotion and and the mere uh, way of just Talking to somebody is a, a lot of relief to many people, especially people who are who are uh, who are a bit uh, have few uh, friends around. Mm -hmm. So that's the first first uh, thing is try to always to have a safety net of somebody that you can talk to. Now there is also some Muslim helpline. There's Muslim youth helpline. There's women's helpline. There's uh, uh, women's on the other side. There's uh, like domestic abuse helplines also. So there's many helplines available for people who are finding themselves they are in in a state of loneliness and they are they are uh, not only physically lonely but also mentally and, and socially lonely so there's a lot of challenges individually for people as you're mentioning that they may be feeling lonely but actually they could be surrounded with their own family uh, there and still feeling that loneliness there not have because they're missing that connection with their uh, mates, as you you put it, um, and that inner talking, that that connection, and the talking together. So, they although they may have others around them, they may still be feeling lonely, and may need some. They may feel that they're slipping down into uh, some sort of a, an anxiety, and need to talk to a professional there, uh, which is really good advice uh, in in doing it. Uh, and is there other challenges for the individual? then that is at home before we go into the the other you know the community and the um health etc is there other challenges that individuals like parents would have um other challenges that professionals like yourself you know working working from home working in the hospital the challenges there that you have met that and how have, have how can we help people in the different with the different challenges yeah um, um for this remark, I, I think this is uh, another point is that we have now social media, but on the on the family side, we got one of the problem that 
sometimes some of the Muslim families and, and human beings in general now, uh, because of the social media, we are, everybody uh, have been linked to his or her phone more than the family, more than their, their relative, more talking. And sometimes this can induce a social um, disconnection with the family, with the family member. So it is, it's, um, in fact, there is a new job now called uh, Connection Advisor, um, that there is some people who are, their job, try to advise us in families that, for example, uh, that all the phones should be kept downstairs one hour before everybody goes to bed. No phone goes to the uh, to bedrooms. And uh, uh, the last one hour will be uh, people washing their uh, teeth, uh, maybe reading a little bit of a book or something, chatting uh, with, with their mom and dad, and then and, and going to bed without uh, any phone. And... Uh, uh, this is one of the advice of, of a connection. One of, one of the advices of a connection advisor. The other thing is that you 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 need to keep keep your phone as much as you can away from yourself at work. So try to make your work without the phone. Only use it in the rest time, which is the lunch time or not, or, or something like that. For youth, which is get like addicted to their phone, try to use use the phone sensibly, like. Uh, I, I'll agree with myself that I'm going to use the phone today two hours or, or three hours, and that's it. There is some, even soft, some software now that check your uh, daily uses of, your, of the phone and, and the, so that you'll prevent addiction over that. But obviously the phone sometimes can be a solution in, in, in case if you are not having anybody around you, then might be social media, Instagram or, or the WhatsApp or, or, or the other uh, uh, for Facebook then that can be a possibility that you chat to your, your relatives or your friends, even maybe in a different, different uh, uh, country rather than different town. Or, so it, it, it can both ways. So this is another way of how people can, can get help from that. But equally so, uh, if, if, you, if you find yourself that you are, uh, as, as, a, as a person, depressed and, and, and anxious, try to seek help. Now, this brings us to the second level in which we have that, where, which is the professional level in which we have people coming to us and, 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 and doing, uh, uh, talking to us. In fact, uh, I am a cardiologist, and nowadays, the last one month, most of the hospital now are doing consultation over the phone because we try to minimize the risk of people coming. Most of our patients nowadays are elderly. So talking to people over the phone, you can sense how much stress there. And some people want to talk to you more and more, and you don't have even time. So, But the mere socializing with them, the mere explaining to them, they will, especially if they are elderly above 70, 80, it, it, it gives them comfort, it gives them uh, hope about things, it gives them some advices about uh, what to, to look into things like on, 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 what, on, on the YouTube or uh, videos or a book uh, that suggests how to handle stresses like there's wonderful books about health, there are wonderful books about uh, how you keep yourself uh, and uh, de-stress. So all that can help people to, to look into uh, solution uh, from loneliness. Excellent indeed and these, these are the tips that we need to be getting out there because sometimes in Ramadan people feel that it's such a spiritual month specifically that we should all be on a high 
and we shouldn't be complaining and we should be touching ourselves or bring ourselves closer to Allah and reading Quran and fasting and this is the connection that we should be throwing ourselves into but actually this is a very unusual situation and with all of the other things going on as well around us we need to be able to understand that that's still happening it's not if we're not able to do or concentrate on our prayers like we were before it may be because we are worried or these anxieties are coming in and we do need to, to seek professional help, as you mentioned. So you mentioned a lot of uh, helplines there, the, the Muslim Youth Helpline for young people, the Muslim uh, Women's Network, they have a helpline as well. There's a lot of counsellors, mashallah, that are coming in and doing a lot of work there, which actually probably leads me in, and I know I'm diverting away from the other points that we wanted to talk about, which is, uh, kind of leads me into talking about Beam and what Beam are doing as part of this, because all of these people are actually part of uh, what Beam has organised, including ourselves from Fortune Parenting, to be there to give advice and support to individuals, to parents, to professionals. So, can you tell us a little bit about Beam? And we will. I promise we'll come back and we will deal with everything else. If we don't get into it before the break, we will come back to it after the break. Just tell our listeners a little bit about Beamer before we go into the break, because I, I think some of them might not know about what, what is Beamer. What does it stand for? So Beamer stands for British Islamic Medical Association. It's, um, it's a professional body uh, that compromises uh, health professional from all sorts of things. Um, it was founded in 2013 with about uh, two to three years of preparation before that, so we could say that our work has been for the last 10 years. Um, it's the only medical organization for Muslims in UK that combine all health professionals, some of them only for doctors, uh, some other, other specific specialties, but we, uh, we accept doctors, dentists, pharmacists, uh, midwives, technicians, uh, even chaplain. Anybody who works in the health service or can give to the health service and approve it, we accept. Uh, him or her as a, as a with us in Bima. Now it, it was founded to try to address uh, a niche or a, a requirement in the community that the current medical uh, association or organization at that stage was not fulfilling the need. I was I'm, I am still a member from other previous uh, m m organization like IMA, like MDDA, and uh, m these organization have limited. Uh, uh, Activities, they're good, and mashallah, we, 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 mashallah, we hope they'll continue to work, but they, they, their activity was not up to um, what people need. And that's why when there is a need, people will get to, to find something else or alternative. Um, and and uh, the, the health need of, of, of health professionals is try to address a simple concept of trying to merge the professional life with the uh, spiritual uh, Muslim life. So addressing the things that uh, that interfere between the two. So as a Muslim, there is a lot of challenges. There is a lot of requirement for you in this country. But as a professional, you have another set of uh, guidelines that require to do. And sometimes there might be some apparent contradiction and and challenges and uh, issues and how you solve that. So that's why Bima came to existence from um, uh, people around uh, UK and we uh, 85 per person have started the meeting in uh, 2013 in Mark Beale Institute when we found this uh, uh, institution. And Alhamdulillah, it grows since then. Now we've got around 3,000 members and we are now uh, involving also all areas of UK. 
MashaAllah, what an achievement, MashaAllah, which is absolutely wonderful that we have an organization like this. So just before we go into commercial break, can you give me a little bit of the subdivision of Abima? Because you have a lot of things going on this Ramadan. You have, I know, the, the mental health campaign that, that we're involved in, but you have lots of different campaigns. Um, I'm sure you know them off the top of your tongue like this, and that you're able to refer to them, inshallah. And then may, afterwards, we can go back and, and uh, talk to a little bit more detail about them. So, yeah. So Abima, have, have a simple three um, uh, slogan, which is, unite inspire and serve so this is the, our our uh, vision in bima so we, we we aim to unite the muslim community and professional inspire them to do good so that they can serve the muslim community and the community as a whole so we divide bima to many groups so we got regions so we got uh, scotland we got wales we got uh, england um, we hope to, to that we'll try inshallah to expand to north ireland um, uh, then uh, we got the executive committee, we got the council, which is the, 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 the umbrella uh, body that run BIMA, and there is the executive committee, and under that there is the, uh, the regions. And then we divide our work into projects. So we got projects working on it uh, in different areas. So, for example, we got the Lifesaver project that we've been doing, uh, teaching uh, Lifesaver skills in the mosques since five years grow from three mosques to more than 100 mosques. Uh, we got uh, health promotion, teaching people uh, and educating the public regarding cancer screening, uh, regarding organ donation, regarding mental health, uh, cardiovascular problems. Uh, we got a uh, project for uh, uh, the women group, and that come from it, Bear Below the Elbow Theater Hijab, in which we uh, produce a paper that uh, the, the restriction of the, of the the elbow have affected some of the ladies and pre prevented some some of them to go into their, their dream of being a surgical uh, candidate. And uh, now, Alhamdulillah, we are we're putting that in a paper about how we can work and, and by, bypass that problems. Mashallah, uh, mashallah. We're going to have to go into a commercial break. I'm sorry, I'm going to have to stop you there. And uh, we're going to come back after commercial break to go into a talk about more about all the uh, the sub categories of this of BIMA. Listeners, do tune into us after this commercial break. Assalamu alaikum.